This is In the Word, On the Go, the podcast where we look at one verse from God's Word for 10 minutes of your day. Welcome to In the Word, On the Go. I'm Champ Thornton, your host. Whether you're listening by yourself or with a family, this podcast is here for you to spend 10 more minutes in God's Word while you go about your day. In each episode, I get to interview one person about a favorite verse from the Bible. And today I'm welcoming back Joel Mutamale. Joel is the Director of Theology for Proverbs 31 Ministries, which is led by Lisa Turkhurst. He's also a PhD student in theology at Midwestern Baptist Theological Seminary in Kansas City, Missouri. Joel lives in Charlotte, but he's also from Chicago. And so aside from discussing theology, he loves talking about Chicago sports. And don't get him started on Chicago deep dish pizza. So Joel, we're glad to have you on the podcast today. Chip, thanks. I, I kind of wish that we had some deep dish pizza right now while we're doing this podcast, but yes. may, maybe next time. So I'm uh, Gino's East. How about you? Oh man, I'm a Giordano's. Uh, I'm a diehard Giordano's and, and probably uh, Lou Malnati's is a close second. Well, I think we can still have a charitable conversation regardless. <laughs> that's right. That's right. All right. So let's move on to God's word. What verse would you like to share with us today? Hey, we're going to be in the very beginning of God's Word. We're in Genesis chapter 3, and it's one little tiny verse here, verse 23, Genesis three twenty-three. and here's what it says. Therefore, the Lord God sent him out from the Garden of Eden to work the ground from which he was taken. All right, so why don't you take a moment and put that verse in your own words for us? Yeah, and so God, in his goodness, grabbed Adam and Eve and place them outside of the garden for their good to work the ground. All right. So I noticed that as you rephrase that verse, you inserted the word good <laughs> or goodness a couple times, yeah. which, yeah. I mean, if it's your paraphrase, I guess you can do that. So yeah, tell me yeah, why yeah. you did that. Well, first, before uh, any of our uh, professors in uh, Hebrew get, get all at me with um, <laughs> the lack of uh, the Hebrew word good or goodness found in that verse, uh, yes, you're, you're right. There is, it is not found. But what I'm, trying, what I'm going to do here is a little bit more of a biblical theology that, that kind of unpacks what's happening in this chapter. Hmm. What we know here is the reason why I added that good or goodness is because I think historically we've seen this from an angle of this is kind of purely punitive. Adam and Eve sinned, which they did. They absolutely sinned. And then they got sent out of the garden as a consequence for their sin, which is absolutely true. Yet the impetus, what I find as I read through this chapter, the impetus of the sending is an impetus of love, hmm. not of pure anger or vindictiveness. And why is it love? It's because earlier it says God, uh, the Godhead is, is, is looking around saying, lest they eat of the tree of life and they will live perpetually in sin. That's basically what's, what's going to happen if they ate of that tree. Lest this happens, we must send them out. And so what I see here unpacked within the context is an impetus of love, which is why I added that good or the goodness, because I want to see the full character of God on display here. Yeah. So the alternative you're saying is that if they had stayed in the garden, they would have eaten the other fruit and live forever apart from God. Yeah. Which, yeah, and ju just, that's not good. That's not. I mean, and just for help, and I know we're not supposed to do this, but I'm going to cheat a little bit. Uh, verse 21, right before this, and the Lord God made for Adam and, and for his wife the skins, right? Verse 22, then the Lord God said, behold, 
the man has become like one of us in knowing good and evil. Now, lest he reach out his hand and take also of the tree of life and eat and live forever. And that's why 23 starts with therefore. It connects us to that previous verse. Because of this possibility, it says that the Lord God sent him out. Okay, so I'm going to read it again. This is Genesis 3.23, and I'm going to read it out of the Christian Standard Bible. It says, So, there's your word, therefore, so the Lord God sent him away from the Garden of Eden to work the ground from which he was taken. So, Joel, why did you pick this verse? Why is it important to you? Well, uh, honestly, one of the reasons why I picked this verse is, uh, and you mentioned this in in kind of the day job, um, uh, what I do during the day, uh, Champ, is I work for um, a ministry called Proverbs 31 Ministries, and the president is a gal named Lisa Turkhurst, and um, Lisa just um, released her book, It's Not Supposed to Be This Way. Um, and really, it's it's almost, in a sense, uh, an unpacking of living between two gardens hmm. uh, and this idea that we were never intended to live in broken uh, earth as, as it is. But we spent a lot of time uh, unpacking theology in Genesis uh, 1, 2, and 3. Hmm. And when I came across this just in study for, for the book, um, I was just kind of blown away that I could read a verse or chapters so often and never consider that an impetus of God's sending is an impetus of love. Um, and so um, it, it, it stirred my affections for who God is. And it reminds me that sometimes we experience painful things. It was probably very painful for Adam and Eve. I think it's a safe assumption to make to leave the perfection of the Garden of Eden um, yet that was not done vindictively. It was done for an ultimate good. Yeah, that's great. I think all of God's attributes are operating all the time. So even in judgment towards Adam and Eve, his love is also, and his goodness is also operating right there. Mm-hmm. So how would you envision applying this verse to someone you might be talking to? Yeah, I, I think I would just, I would say the one common human reality is a common um, experience, we will all suffer in some manner. Hmm. Like, like I just don't know of one person who has never experienced any type of suffering. Um, and if that person is out there, I'd love to figure out how that happened, right? Like, like that would be amazing. But we just know on this side of eternity in broken humanity that suffering is existent and that we experience things that just disappoint us. Hmm. Um, and I think the tendency that we have in these moments of disappointment, in these moments of suffering, is to look inward and to almost have a bit of a self-pity party. Like, I've done everything right. Like, how could this happen to me? And one of the things I think the scripture points us to is the story is not primarily about us. The story is primarily about God. Yet God, in his goodness and in his grace, shows his love for us by acting in a way that in the future, all things would be restored underneath his son, Jesus. And so while we now wait in eager anticipation for the return of Jesus, um, we can rest in that truth that that there will be a day, there will be a time when uh, in the book of Revelation talks about that every tear will be uh, no more and there won't be any more pain, there won't be any more suffering um, because the reign and rule of Jesus will have fully consummated. It will, it will have arrived in perfection here. It's like the Jesus Storybook Bible says that yeah. day, everything sad will come untrue. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, yep. me too. So Joel, would you take a moment and pray this verse for our listeners today? Yeah, Lord, I just think about the, the many of us that have experienced some, some sense of disappointment, some sense of pain and suffering. 
um, God, and it might even feel at times that you initiated it or you sent us or, or, um, or that you had some part to play in it. And we just may be angry. We, we, we may just be frustrated that, that you may have allowed some, some things to happen to us that we just are not happy about. God, I thank you for this example in this passage that reminds us, because we've got the, the whole canon of scripture to look at, that we can know that, that when you send, Lord, that when you act in human history, your action is with the full attributes of your character and that you are ultimately good. And so even in the midst of our pain and our suffering, we can look back and we can see your goodness, Lord. And we know either on this side of eternity or on the other, that all things will be made right underneath the powerful name of Jesus. And so we're reminded of that truth. We love you. In your name right. Amen. Thanks for listening to In the Word on the Go. For more information about this podcast or to listen to past episodes, visit wordonthego.net.